What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. We had a massive drop from Marvel. They did a, a basically a sizzle reel uh, previewing uh, Phase 4. And in that uh, footage they showed, we got some of our first looks, or really our, it was our first look at The Eternals. Um, some new titles, some new release dates. So pretty big news to start on a Monday morning. So we'll get to all that stuff in a minute. We also had some interesting comments from Kevin Feige regarding why they decided to cut Doctor Strange from WandaVision. We, me and Kendall will discuss whether or not that decision made any sense at all. And uh, I know a topic that Kendall is, is near to Kendall's heart, the, uh, the decision not to use uh, flashbacks in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I know... Uh, it's a little bit of spoiler territory, so I don't want to get too in-depth with uh, it just yet in terms of the open. But there are certainly uh, instances where it seemed like a flashback may have made sense as well. And uh, Carly Skolglad, who directed the entire series, uh, defends the decision not to do so. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. We had a pretty big uh, early season renewal for a show, show whose uh, new season hasn't even come out yet. So that was pretty interesting. So maybe we'll get to that at the end. So... Great stuff to talk about today. Kendall, my co-host, Shamari, is out this week, but he'll be back next week. Kendall, I got to say, man, we both were watching it before we um, before we got in this podcast. So you and I, we do sports talk every week. Um, we're big sports fans. For I'm sure everybody who listens to this podcast knows, knows already. And you and I have, uh, for years, gone back and forth about what would it look like to have the intersection of like superheroes and basketball put together. We mean you always talk about, you know, which certain NBA players match certain superheroes in this in, in any given point in time in their careers. And today we actually saw ESPN try to apply this practice in the best way they could. They've had this um, special Marvel Heroes edition of uh, ESPN NBA broadcast of a game between the Pelicans and the Warriors. That game, as we speak, you know, we just watched the first half of it. There was a Loki uh, special that I guess we'll talk about a little bit as well. But Kendall, I mean, you got to see this kind of applied in practice when Disney bought Marvel. The whole thing was like, oh, but we'll, we won't see, you know, Marvel, you know, you know, uh, uh, Spider Man interacting with Goofy or anything weird with certain uh, things collaborating. But I mean, here we are. I mean, this is pretty much what people thought we would eventually see. Yeah, the NBA and Marvel collaborating on something like this. Yeah, yeah, this is this was an interesting uh, this is an interesting broadcast. Um, to me, I think this is ESPN and Disney's response to the Nickelodeon NFL game. Yes, that we got um, in January, uh, and that game was really well received. I thought that broadcast was really well done. Um, I watched a quarter, a little bit, a little bit more than a quarter of this, uh, this game, and I don't think it's working as well as the as the Nickelodeon broadcast did. Um, I don't know if it's I don't I don't know if it's because this game has no stakes. I wouldn't say it has no stakes. It has stakes. Oh, I, I know, that's the stakes pretty big in this game actually. Yeah, I mean it's not a playoff game. It's not an elimination playoff. Right. Game. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as you big know, as the yeah, regular wild card game. Yeah. So that's what I mean by it. no no stakes in that regard. Um, I don't know if it's because there's no stakes. So it's like the game is like whatever. Like I don't know if you have to do this for a playoff game. Um, 
or if it's the actual broadcast. But for whatever reason, uh, it, it, it's a little gimmicky. And I mean, of course it's gimmicky. Like the, the Nickelodeon one's gimmicky, but I feel like the Nickelodeon one was still it still felt like football. You know, um, it just felt like a football broadcast for kids. Whereas this is like I don't know. I feel like they they're 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 fishing a little bit for the Marvel thing. Um, I'll be honest. Look, I, no disrespect to to the, to the people on the broadcast, but I, this feels like you know a job for New Generation Media. Mm. Um, our uh, our own intersection of sport and and that's what now we're talking comic book content you know i feel like get get us on the broadcast and you know we can give you nba expertise and marvel expertise so espn back up the brinks truck hey man is uh what did uh anthony mackey say cut the check yeah. <laughs> uh no nah, shout so out they to... did have a good interview with anthony mackey they really did cool. so uh, that was that was cool. That was probably the best part of the broadcast I've seen so far. The graphics and stuff, stuff have been pretty good as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, some of no disrespect to Ryan Rucco, but some of his uh, <laughs> some of his his, his puns has been kind of corny. But that's the it's par for the course when you're doing this kind of game. So yeah, know. I mean, in like you know, I, again, we do this channel, podcast, and YouTube alike with the idea, like our whole like mission statement i guess you would even argue is that like there is a cross-section of superhero fandom superhero nerds and sports nerds essentially and that's pretty much what we are you know um pop culture whether it be you know marvel dc or star wars and, and combining that with our love for sports to create what we've created here so um with that being said this ain't it what they're trying to do i i and I, I appreciate the effort i don't know if it's execution or maybe we you know not to say that our mission statement was off but maybe our thing that there's this obvious connection between basketball and superheroes maybe that was off i don't know but um i think with the nickelodeon broadcast that uh, espn or excuse me uh, cbs did for the um nfl playoffs i think there was a major difference in that when it comes to nickelodeon like nobody takes it's seriously. And I think when it comes to Marvel, everyone takes it seriously. So to right. me, like, it's the, a lot of people take it seriously. Oh, yeah, exactly. So to me, I think to me, it felt like patronizing and like kind of like it felt like patronizing this whole this broadcast, the first half I saw. It just seemed <laughs> like, like, if I'm someone who's supposed to like it, I don't know how I could have liked what they were doing. Like, right. but I don't, but I don't know, I don't know what their target was. I, I, I can't tell, like, I think it was for kids, but yeah, this is this is something that should be on Disney, on like right? Disney. It shouldn't be on ESPN too. It should be on Disney Disney Plus or something or Disney XD. Like they should have made it very clear this is for kids. Like Nickelodeon, you knew what you were getting into, so it was like you were more ready for the fun times. With this, <laughs> right. it was on ESPN too, so I don't know what I'm expecting. And yeah. like you know, you know what's the it's name? such a dumbed down uh, version. Of Draymond Green does a dunk, and he's like, "Oh, he definitely had the eye of the Agamotto there." And I'm just like. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Zion it, got it. Zion, Zion got a lamp in the fast in, on a fast break. He was like on your left. I'm like I was I was done. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> and I, look, I, I appreciate I appreciate the effort from Ryan Rucco, the native New Yorker. Yeah, and uh, a great yeah. talent. And, and on the mic. Richard Jefferson, if you're listening to it, like Richard Jefferson, like wasn't even trying. Like he. Oh yeah, no, he yeah, he definitely to... was just collecting the check today. He was pulling the Kirk Cousins. He was collecting. Yeah. He was collecting a check. Um, and just doing the job, but uh, shout out! I, I can't. I, pardon me. I don't remember the the, the female um, broadcaster's name, 
who was the Marvel yeah, expert. Marvel. Yes. Yeah, she was doing a, she was doing a pretty good job. I thought trying to. Yeah, she was to, doing better than than, than Richard Jefferson because Jefferson yeah. was he was just doing regular basketball analysis. Like I feel like with the Nickelodeon one, like Nate Burleson was really into the yeah, Nickelodeon. Burleson, yeah, exactly. Whereas Richard Jefferson's kind of like, yeah, I don't know any of this stuff, so you know. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure there'll be some, some maybe on ESPN Plus. There'll be some place I think you could probably watch it if you want to. Marvel fans, you want to check out how ESPN did this thing, but it was unique. I did think it was. I don't think it was coincidence that they did this sizzle reel and this was happening today. That's me. Um, they had they yeah, end up, they put the Loki thing, uh, the Loki special look on the broadcast. So I think this was a huge rollout today. Like Marvel, to me, was trying to recording this podcast on Monday, uh, May third. Marvel, I think, was trying to like announced themselves in a big way today. I don't know so, why well, there, to, I don't know why things. I don't know why today was that day, but that to me was obvious. It's funny. Yesterday um our dad had asked me so when do you think we're going to get something for Eternals? And we'll mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a, in a little bit. But I remember saying I was like I I said, uh, we'll probably start getting stuff for Eternals um after after uh, Black Widow comes out, but I said I had heard there was some rumor I don't again. I don't even remember who put it out. But there was like I was like there was there's some rumor that we might be getting something tomorrow, uh, <laughs> but I, you know you, you hear all this crazy stuff. There's so yeah. many different there's so many different things. The internet's a wild hear. wild west when it comes to yeah, scoops that, on that this don't stuff. come true. So many things yeah. that are so conflicting that's not even worth really bothering to to do research on. But and again, you hear like oh you're gonna get something for the Eternals on Monday. I'm like we're not getting a trailer for it on Monday. So I didn't take anything take that seriously, but I threw it out there and. Again, and then I believe uh, I believe it was Brandon Davis had also been teasing that we were supposed to be getting something big today. He said it wasn't Eternals related, uh, which I guess he wasn't like entirely wrong, but he also wasn't entirely right. But um, yeah, that was a mixed bag in terms of a scoop there. Yeah, exactly. Brandon you know, Davis. someone might have told him to get a major <laughs> Marvel reel, uh, or maybe 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 he heard that you were getting an announcement for a Black Panther two right name or something, and then you know it was all all in one, but. Um, but yeah, so yeah, he clearly people knew, people in the industry knew that something was happening today. So, um, yeah, before we get into the, before we get into that sizzle reel, did you take anything from the Loki special look during this broadcast of the ESPN game? Um, I mean, look, we just just watched it two minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. It just came out right before we uh, started recording and just natural excitement for the Loki uh series um mm. you know this uh, i mean i i love the shot of of i guess i guess it's him jumping out of the plane and the hidden yeah. rainbow bridge yeah I mean, that's that, pretty cool that's an excellent that's an excellent trailer shot and that's something that's hard for a loki you know like a loki series to have like a, you know a crazy action stunt that is like that catches your attention but um that's what that that's that that was a really good that was a really good shot for them to uh the feature, but, but yeah, I mean, a lot of it's some of the, a lot of the same stuff uh, that we've seen before. But, um, I'm 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 slowly but surely starting to build excitement for Loki. Not where it was with WandaVision or Falcon Winter Soldier, but slowly but surely building that excitement. Yeah, this looks a lot of fun. I think if there was anything I took from this, which you know, as we get closer, you know, try to pull plot details. I mean, it seems to me that I think this this first look probably outlined a little more clearly that like Owen Wilson like the Owen Wilson character 
sees Loki as someone who could really help them. And he's kind of having to, in some ways, kind of go to bat for Loki against, like, the rest of the Time Masters, for lack of a better term. Um, right. Because in, in the trailer, it kind of makes it seem like this is just, like, a jail sentence and, like, you do what we say. But here, it almost seems like that on Wilson Counter is actually more of a more of a friend to Loki than we would have initially thought, which is, I think, is a is an interesting idea. You know, this Loki is this guy who, excuse me, stabbed people in the back for his entire life, has someone who <laughs> still believes in him. And I guess the, the major question will be, now this person and this entity seems to have the power to keep him in check, more so than maybe anyone besides, I guess, Thanos <laughs> uh, has ever been. Here, you wonder if... Uh, it, you know, if that will backfire, because it's backfired for literally every single person except for Thanos, <laughs> who just ended Loki himself. So, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited to see Loki, man. Um, I'm excited to get back to our reviews on, uh, on our shows for the for the YouTube channel. So we'll be looking out for that. Um, what is that, in June or July? When does Loki come out? Loki. July? June. June? Okay, wow. So, yeah, so we're coming up that, that far. We're only a month away. So um, make sure you guys look out for that. But let's talk about this Marvel Phase 4 preview. So, again... Marvel Studios unveiling a sizzle reel this morning, uh, honoring his past and highlighting his future into Phase 4. Among the notable notes was our first look at Eternals. There were several confirmed release dates and new titles. So the sequel to uh, Black Panther is now confirmed to be titled Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And that movie will, re- movie will be released July 8th, 2022. The sequel to Captain Marvel is now titled The Marvels. And that will come out later in the year, uh, November 11th, 2022. You had Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, debuting uh, February 17th, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, is set to hit theaters May 3rd of 2023. And while there was no release date announced, Marvel's Fantastic Four movie was also teased as part of this mega Phase 4 rollout. Kendall, plenty of things to break down. What was the, I guess, the, the biggest standout story out of this drop that Marvel did this morning? Um, I think the big standout um, for me has got to be the the Eternals footage. Um, hmm. You know, we didn't get a ton, so it's not like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot there to dissect. Um, but even what we saw is certainly intriguing because... You know, when you when you thought about the Eternals project, a lot of the excitement was going to be around um, the visuals and people thought it would be unlike anything we had seen in the Marvel Universe. Um, And the early shots of what we what we saw there was something a little bit more similar to what Chloe Zhao had with Nomadland, something a little bit more. Uh, tempered, something a little bit more down to earth or, you know, grounded, I should say. Um, whereas, you know, it's not the, the, you know, something, you know, the, we were, we were, I wouldn't say, I'm not, I'm not gonna say we were promised something because we haven't even seen the movie yet, but like, you know, this idea that like it was going to be something straight out of a Jack Kirby comic book may not, may still be true. I'm not saying that. Yeah, but that's that's not, that's not what we saw. Yeah, exactly. That's just not what they're initially selling us on, which is interesting. They may we may get to that point as the movie gets closer, but it's coming out later this year. So I feel like whatever they showed in this teaser uh, is probably going to be 
heavily heavily a part of the marketing campaign. I could be wrong about that. We could be getting we could get the next trailer or the first trailer, you know, next month and it be like, you know, a completely different completely different vibe. But um what we got was not a, was not what I expected. And I think that that's actually interesting because and it's not necessarily a bad thing because you know, I mean, look, we heard Mar- how 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 excited Disney was about this movie and how they you know, there was, you know, a lot of buzz about this movie in the awards community. That seemed odd, not because Chloe Zhao isn't the, you know, spectacular director that she's proven herself to be, but just because the Eternals seemed like it was gonna be such a oddball project, um, that it didn't seem like it was gonna be something that was that you typically see get nominated or win an Academy Award. Uh but what we saw Again, very early, just a couple of shots. Looked like I, again, I can't piece together any plot or anything, but it looked like the kind of movie that could. So, um, I, that to me is my biggest takeaway so far. Mm, I mean, and I think that all of that is interesting, um, and I think especially the point about you know us expecting this visual epic, like whatever. Um, well, even about Avatar. Yeah, yeah Avatar. I was even thinking about uh, that that movie with. Um, with uh, uh, Ava DuVernay with with Oprah, um, I forgot oh. what the movie's called, but once was it not yeah something wrinkle, wrinkle in time right wrinkle in yeah, time yeah wrinkle called once upon a time like what, what was the time yeah, wrinkle, wrinkle in time like you think about those physical visual spectacles like it was definitely surprising that not what we saw it doesn't mean that that won't be what this movie is eventually but because it was maybe twenty seconds of footage maybe I don't even know if it was that much but uh. But nonetheless, it did not look like that. Though, that's not. With that being said, with that being said, the visuals were pretty stunning. I know there was one shot where a camera's obviously in the background. That was a little bit of a botch there. I'm not sure why that happened. But otherwise, the visuals did look really stunning. They looked great. Um, just not the uh, again the Jack Kirby come come a book come to life visuals that we were told that this may be. Uh, what I will say is to me, I think while that was definitely a big story and there i think there are a lot of big stories in this reveal to me the biggest one i don't think is that close is captain marvel sequel being titled the marvels there's a lot of things to talk about with that and unpack with that so we know and i worst first of all i do really like the title screen um using the s to in the stylistic miss marvel font really nice touch there but and Look, let's have, keep. Uh, I believe they have Monica Rambeau's. Uh, like yeah, I guess logo. the yeah her logo being a. in the in the A. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that was Captain Marvel or Monica, but I, I assume that that's probably what they were going for. Uh, Look, I'm gonna keep it a hundred, man. I think there's something to be said that before we saw Captain Marvel, Marvel Studios was presenting Brie Larson's Carol Danvers as the new face of. Marvel. Yeah. They said it. It wasn't my words. That's what they said. Most powerful being, most important being moving forward, Carol Danvers. Yes. To me, it's interesting that in the sequel to her solo movie, she no longer has sole top billing. Is that not a huge deal? That's a huge deal to me. We've never seen that before in the in the MCU. Even Captain America: Civil War, Captain America Three was still Captain America. They didn't. They didn't say, "Oh, actually, you know, Captain America, 
three is actually just gonna be called Civil War. Right. They said no, it's Captain America Civil War. And even Captain America Winter Soldier was still Captain America. <laughs> yeah. We've never we've never again, we've never seen that before. Yeah, and Thor Ragnarok was a movie with hope. They were like, nah, it's still a Thor movie. And I think there are a lot of things happening here. I think let's stress the positive. I think that there's real belief that Kamala Khan's gonna go over great with audiences. Hence why when they came up with the concept for this movie, they were ready to do something like this. I don't think they knew Van Monica was Rambeau was gonna go this over. I don't I think that that was a, a welcome surprise for them. Right. Um But nonetheless, welcome surprise. And maybe that's why maybe the title screen looks maybe they adjust the title screen to maybe represent Monica given how great she was received in uh WandaVision. And that's the good news. But I think there's some maybe bad news happening here. <laughs> uh again, Carol Danvers, played by Brie Larson, supposed to be the face of the company. Now her sequel is her sharing the sugar with two other characters who have never been in movies before. Not the adult version of Monica Rambeau and not uh, Kamala Khan, who I forget the actress playing her in, in the Marvel series. What's going on with that? That's not nothing. I mean, I, I, I'm... That's an interesting... Yeah, it's not nothing. I don't know what to make of it. I'm not saying it's the hugest deal in the world or there's some terrible conspiracy, but there's something going on. Because there's no way when they were doing Captain Marvel, their mind was the next movie is not even going to be called Captain Marvel. It's going to be called The Marvels if she's going to be sharing billing with two other people. There's no way that was their plan. Yeah, they've been calling Captain Marvel 2 for years. Forever. Yeah, pretty much since the first one ended. It was a, there's going to be a sequel. It's going to be Captain Marvel 2. We're working on the plan to figure out Captain Marvel 2. We get to Captain Marvel 2, and it's not Captain Marvel it's not a Captain Marvel movie. <laughs> it's something yeah. else. So now I want to shout out my man Reggie, uh, a friend, very close friend of mine, uh, you know, co-worker at New York One, my day job. Loves his stuff. He's a huge Carol Danvers fan and a huge Kamala Khan fan. So he actually probably in a great position to have this conversation here. But he said, look, at the end of the day, we've had a lot of movies where we've had a lot of white men who have been leading and not too many people you know we haven't seen characters like monica or like kamala be put into that kind of billing to be leading their own movies or even sharing to be leading their own movies which maybe we like maybe this isn't the time to really be speculating what's going on with brie and carol and may, and i agree that's i that, there's no argument there i think that that's definitely something that needs to be celebrated and i see there's a lot of celebration happening but the game we do is we do speculate. That is part of this podcast. That's what makes this podcast fun. And while I do think there was motivation to elevate a Pakistani woman and a black woman to that kind of role and to maybe expand Captain Marvel's footprint be more than just her and maybe create somewhat of a team or a family. I mean, Hollywood Reporter, as soon as this news came out, had a speculative column about what's going on. With that, and then none of this was like what's going on with Brie Larson. It was more about oh, it looks like maybe they're trying to create Captain Marvel to be essentially what the Shazam is, which is you know he has the he had the Marvel family, <laughs> which is you know then turned into the Shazam family. They were called the Marvel the Marvels, and this is maybe Marvel trying to do that with their own Captain Marvel. 
Uh, but I think there's something else to be said, and I'm I, just going to put it out there. I wonder if there was a decision made that Brie being the face of Marvel Studios moving forward wasn't the right call, or isn't the right call anymore, at least. It has to be said. It's amazing. It's an elephant in the room, and it's, I think to avoid it and suggest that that's not at all something to be discussed, I, I think is we're putting your head in the sand. I mean, that, to me, this I saw that sounds like what? I was excited. I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But I just never would have expected in a million years that this would have happened. Yes. Um, this is, that's definitely an interesting way of looking at it. Um, from a title perspective, I'll be honest, I don't like, I don't really like the title. Um, it's not like the end of the world, you know, I mean, whatever. Uh, I I don't I'll be honest I don't really I don't love either title, you know in terms of the the Black Panther yeah, we'll or get the, to that. we'll get to that one too, yeah or or the Captain Marvel but um this in terms of this Captain Marvel title it just feels I like like you said it kind of goes kind of lends to where you're going um in terms of, in terms of that I don't want to say it minimizes the movie a little bit um but again maybe just it may not minimize the movie as much as just minimizing Captain Marvel's character. So from somebody who like has been looking at this as a Captain Marvel movie, and then you call it the Marvels, and I'm like, uh, all right. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. From a story perspective, you know, I wonder. Again, are we going to see Marvel again? Uh, I don't even know. I don't even remember what happened to Marvel in the last one. I, 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 Marvel was killed or died. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought she was dead. You know, but you know, I don't know if that's gonna. But be I mean, a, you know, no one's ever dead, kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. Really, don't especially with aliens. aliens. You're like, all right, yeah. you can make. You know. Um, you know, Blue Marvel is somebody that we talked about a ton during Wandavision. Yeah. Uh, somebody that people thought would show up. Uh, people were like, Denzel Washington's playing him. JD Washington's playing him. Vega. <laughs> uh, he then he never showed up. You know, is Blue Marvel gonna play a role in this as well? That's a question that has to be asked. If he is going to be in it, is his name going to be Blue Marvel? Because that's going to be kind of <laughs> odd. You know, just about, all right, so now you have Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and Blue Marvel. Uh, unless there's a reason why. But, yeah. Um, these are all these are all things that I get from that uh, name. But in terms of the Brie Larson standing in Marvel, look, I mean, I wonder if some of the Spider-Man stuff um, and we didn't have this on our rundown, but one of the one of the interesting things that came out this week was that Spider-Man, No Way Home, and Venom Two are going to be going straight to Disney Plus when they're done, and it feels like the relationship right now between Sony and Marvel is at an all-time high when it comes to the Spider-Man brand. Um, and I do wonder if if they if they're looking at Tom Holland as the as the face that runs the place right now, because um, right now there is a little bit of a there, there is a little bit of a void, for lack of a better term. Um, Anthony Mackie did a hell of a job, obviously, as uh, Sam Wilson in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And, you know, I think that's part of the reason why we're getting to Captain America four is that void that I'm talking about. Um, you know, obviously we'll talk about Black Panther, but um, 
yeah. Chadwick Boseman not being here is not uh, has created a little bit of a void uh, in that regard. And you say Captain Marvel maybe wasn't as uh, critically acclaimed as they would have hoped. Um, and so when you when you have when you add all that up, you know there, a lot of those characters that I mentioned, you know, were characters that they expected would 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 take up the mantle. Um, and now it seems like Tom Holland, you know, I feel like that's part of the reason why we've seen a, at least behind the scenes, it feels like an investment, a further investment in that Spider-Man character than we even, we had mm. two years ago. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Spider-Man, uh, as a character, I think Captain America as a character, uh, Doctor Strange as well. And then we'll see what happens with, with Disney plus, um, I think Doctor Strange is going to be the one to look at, because um, that movie could end up being pretty crazy. But, but yeah, there is a little bit of a void. Um, but I, I, I'm not as I'm not as concerned. I didn't I didn't view this as like when I was watching as like, oh man, what's going on with Brie Larson? As much as it was like, I, I think this this is more of a good sign for Miss Marvel. I, I'll take the glass half full approach yeah. on this, and I you know I think this is a really good sign for Miss Marvel. Um, and Marvel saying, look, you know, what's changed since Disney Investor Day? It, it hasn't been, um, it hasn't been the, the Captain Marvel, per, uh, reception, you know, they could have, they could have buried Captain Marvel, you know, five months ago if they wanted to, but they decided not to. Um, I feel like a part of that was, um, was they've now, they filmed and they've, have a legitimate footage for Miss Marvel. I think they see that this is going to be a really good. So, show. so you feel like this title was a more recent call? Yeah, maybe I, 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 I think they planned on calling it Captain Marvel too, and I think they mm, wow. Um, uh, I can certainly see. I mean, that I think Black Panther too, which we'll get to the Black Panther, but yeah. like because they didn't know what they really didn't even know what Black Panther was going to be about <laughs> when that thing. So they clearly, I think, had had to had to shift on that one, but yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think there was a shift, and it couldn't have been a story shift. I think it, it was a, I think it was Miss Marvel. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, I mean, that's a lot of interesting, uh, a lot of interesting points there. I, I I'm not sure. Uh, I think that if there was a deal with, um, if there, if you know, Miss Marvel somehow did influence them, then 100, percent I agree. Then this would have been a earlier call. I'm not sure how early the call would have been, um, but. I do think that it is telling, again, that someone who was told, again, not my words, what they were telling me, new face of Marvel, second movie, not even a Carthage Marvel movie. Uh, that's just, again, that's just not nothing. That's something. And on Black Panther, which, again, coming out in July 2022, titled Wakanda Forever, um, it's like, I feel weird. Like, I like the title, but then I don't like the title at the same time. It's like... I understand why it makes sense and it works, but I guess for me, when it comes to Marvel subtitles for movies, they usually, well, here's what I'll say. They usually mean something plot-wise. And I'm not to say that Wakanda Forever won't mean something plot-wise. In fact, there's an argument maybe that it, it will if it really is detailing, detailing the death of T'Challa and the idea that the Black Panther uh, mantle moves on beyond T'Challa. And Chadwick Boseman, who you know, obviously rest in peace. I I guess for me, I just I just think I 
I don't know. It just, just seems a little. It just seems too on the nose. Sometimes things are just too on the nose and not enough of, you know, whatever the story is going to be. And I, I, I just wonder if this was one of those moments where maybe you kind of just. The only word I can keep thinking about is you, you just you, you just pick something that was just too on the nose. I, 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 I've heard. It's, it's, it's a great sentiment. I love the sentiment. Um, I'm not sure how pertain to the movie. I'm hoping that there is a pertaining to the movie. It's not just a title for the sake of just, you know, acknowledging the tragedy that happened. But that's how this feels today. It that's sounds me. like that's me like, without seeing any footage, without knowing any plot. Right, right, right. I look at this and yeah, it seems like only an acknowledgement of what happened in real life. And I don't know if I want that when I'm trying yeah. to escape in a movie. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, our opinions can change, obviously, once we see the movie. Of course. We, yeah. We have an understanding of it. But if it sounds it feels like a Star Wars title. Like where you're like, all right, I can, guess I can see how this could work from a story perspective, but I have to I have to see the movie before I can but it's not it does it's not as obvious. It doesn't ring true, or it doesn't like like seeing this title. It tells me nothing about it. It tells me nothing. Yeah, like Captain America: Civil War tells you all you need to know. You know, yeah. Winter Soldier tells you all you need to know. Yes. Um. Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok tells you all you need to know. Like you know what's coming. Like this is like again, you don't really know what to make of it. The Marvels, even though it's not a subtitle, but it tells you what you need to know. Like this, I don't. It's a catchphrase from an Avengers movie, which is you know it's a call, calling calling cry for the for the Wakandans, and it's been uh you know a calling cry for just black people in it's in just around the world since the movie came yeah, out. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're definitely taking advantage of that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's interesting. I mean, it feels kind, it feels very final. Like it doesn't feel like a, a sequel. Like you know, I mean, look, there there are people out there that are like, look, I mean, you know, and look, they're not. I, I I would assume they're not doing anything with the Black Panther franchise. They're not getting rid of it anytime soon. But like, it, it feels like this is something you would do at the at the end of a trilogy. All right, like, uh, yeah, I know, kind of yeah. forever. And it's like, I mean, this is only the second of like I would hope like, you know, four or five movies. Many, like, what, yeah, many movies, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so that that part of it is a little concerning. Um, again, it tells me nothing about the story. Which I don't, I'm not telling. I'm not saying the movie could be great. It's just a title, you know. <laughs> regardless of, of of the title, the story could end up being great. There is a lot of anxiety for a lot of people about what's the, what's the story going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how are they going to work? I with mean, this this, this 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 looks like a title that could have been come. They could have came up with this before they even found out what the story was going to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this could have, yeah, yeah. Like this totally could have just been like, yo, I don't know what the story's gonna be, but this is what we named the movie after what happened. Which, right? I get it. Again, it's, it's on the nose of like how we feel about the Black Panther franchise following Chadwick's death. But again, sometimes things are just like too on the nose, as I've said now, too many. So, times from a, to- a story show. perspective. You know, we're not in the guessing game. We're not in the the odds makers game. But mm-hmm. from a story perspective, after seeing this title, do you does it, do you think it makes it more or less likely that that this movie is going to be a story about Namor and Doctor Doom or less? All of the above. Yeah, it's got to be less, less, right? Which is not good news. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit concerning. 
Yeah, that's not good news. I mean, to me, you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean that it, it doesn't mean that it can't be. I'm right. just saying that the title that, a, that they gave it'd be that, a little confusing if I'm watching this. Even if I'm watching the trailer, if I'm watching this movie. I'm like, this movie is called Wakanda Forever, and like I got Atlanteans and Latverians, you know, on the screen. It, yeah. it, it that would be that would be a little bit it'd be a little bit mixed up. I mean, there were people that. You know, I mean, you could have thrown out like if they would have said maybe. I mean, I don't know how it would have made sense. Um, you know, and let's say after Black Panther one came out and they said the title for Black Panther two is Black Panther two Kings, and you're like, oh okay, you know. And now story perspective will say Namor the King of Atlantis, and this is what, this is what we're going with, or you know, Doctor Doom the King of Latveria, and this is what yeah. we're going with. Like now, you now you're cooking with gas in terms of thinking of the story and marketing and this and that. Like you said, like the Marvels is going to be an easy movie to market. Um, like it's going to be very obvious when you see the trailers after Miss Marvel has already come out. Yeah. See the trailers with Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau. It's going to be very obvious what this movie is about and what's going on. Civil War was an easy movie to market. You understand Civil War. You do understand the concept of the Civil War is infighting and you see yeah. the Avengers fighting each other. You know what the story is about. Yeah, I this mean, one, all you need, all you need is a movie poster <laughs> and the title, yeah. and you know what it is. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you asked me just based off of what the title is, which again, you can ask me about that. You can ask me that about every Marvel movie, and I, like, I could tell you. All right, so this is my this is my guess, and I can I can have a guess for what the title, what the story is about. Like, it, you, you know, Avengers. Uh, Infinity War or Avengers Age of Ultron, I, I can have a guess about what the movie is about. I may not be 100% correct on everything, but I can I can give you a, 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 a direction. When it comes to this one, this one feels like Endgame, which again, also last movie, but mm-hmm. this one feels like Endgame where it's like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, my guess is like you said, it's about a, a, a lineage. Um, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's, a little, it's a little sad given the Given given what happened to Chadwick Boseman, um, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll uh, we'll see. You know, yeah. this isn't this isn't gonna affect how the movie's gonna be. Not at all. You know, and I and I I'm confident that this is going to be a really good story. When I think about what's what's changed in in the time in between this one and the Disney Plus or the Disney Investor Day announcement. Um, I think about look, we have the, the we had the Ryan Coogler deal that was done, where he's gonna have essentially his uh, line of world. project, yeah, with Marvel uh, and Disney also, but just with Marvel specifically uh, dealing with Wakanda and you know the rumors of a Killmonger show, like so. I think about that, and we know we're getting some sort of Wakanda show, and now we have this called Wakanda Forever. Uh, you know, is there any connection there? Um, mm-hmm. Some would say, I hope not. I don't know. You know, I mean, and <laughs> intelligent minds can can debate whether or not that's that whatever whatever the right move on how to how to how to go about this. But um, it, it, it is not going to be an easy thing to navigate. No, uh, I mean, there was a hope that Black uh, Black Panther would be a gateway to world building for Marvel. The title doesn't suggest that's going to happen. 
you could argue maybe that it shouldn't happen after after Chadwick's passing. There's there's an argument for that. I don't know if I agree with it, but I think it's a fair one. If someone tried to make that, maybe they say, look, after what happened, it would be weird to just kind of just you know do a ten minute thing. Okay, move on to Doctor Doom or you know Namor. There's a chance that maybe that would be a little tasteless. I don't know. It depends on how it's executed, I suppose. But yeah, I think that there was hope for this movie to be beyond more beyond that. Kind of like what we saw with Doctor Strange a little bit, not to that level, but the potential for that to, to maybe be the case. And, and that doesn't uh, appear, again, the title only suggests that maybe we're talking about a more grounded yeah. story. Right doesn't now, mean the grounded story can't, does not mean the grounded story can't be incredible. <laughs> again, I it could be incredible. It's just not what we were looking for, per se. And it's not something that I would say... I mean, it's a rare thing in superhero movies. Certainly a rare thing with Marvel movies where you have the sequel movie that is going to be more grounded or similarly grounded to the first one. Typically, they expand in their scope. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, Iron Man 2 was essentially Iron Man, was essentially Avengers 0.5. Right. Um, (laughs) You know, Captain America 2, you now you're dealing with S.H.I.E.L.D. and you're dealing with uh, Nick Fury and all these different characters. And yeah, I think, se- I think sequels to them, sequels lend themselves to just always being to bigger. expansion. Yeah, yeah, it's always to expand. Like, that's just always the point. So, and that's just not superhero movies, that's any movie, you know, right? So, like, you, know, you, get got out of money, you got more money, you got more clout. Like, the reason why you're doing this again is because, you know there's interest in expanding beyond what you were able to accomplish before. So, therefore, the movie ends up being bigger because you got to present something as good as, better than it was before. A lot of times, people think better equals bigger. Not always the case. In fact, that might be why sequels struggle so much. But that, uh, but that usually lends itself to the case. Again, this title suggests that, that, again, doesn't appear they're going that way from the title, but that doesn't mean that's true. But if it's not true, then I'm like, why are you just, then, again, I don't think that using a catchphrase like this Something I I would have done. I do quickly want to also also point out that the Fantastic Four was teased in this rollout because that also to me was important. Uh, it details, I guess, one for sure that Phase Four, Fantastic Four is indeed in Phase Four. It almost details maybe that Fantastic Four is the end of Phase Four. That's kind of how I saw it, the way they rolled everything out. Um, not necessarily, it might not be the case, but that's how it appeared to me at least. Uh, yeah, but I think there's one thing. Well, you go. No, I was gonna say the one thing that I saw because Fantastic Four was trending this morning after this this thing dropped, and a lot of people. Were, this was the first time they knew Fantastic Four. Was Yo, isn't that Marvel crazy? Studios, Marvel people Studios. Like, oh, Marvel not Fantastic Four. I was like, uh. But right. what this taught me, what Kendall. Yeah, and what taught me that it taught me something. I mean, it taught me something, but it reminded me of something. It reminded me that. You know, we do this podcast, and even if we didn't do this podcast, we eat, sleep, and breathe the latest developments with Marvel Studios movies and uh, Warner Media DC movies because this is our passion. This is what we love. What I was reminded of today that even something that seems so obvious Earth that shattered. you think that everybody would know just doesn't get picked up like that. So. Fantastic Four, Disney Investor Day, very clear. The title was announced. The the title uh, title screen was announced, and director, 
director was announced. And then I thought everybody, all right, everybody knows the deal. And then we move forward. And then today, and that's funny, I think Marvel knew that. Like, so I think they knew when they put this in there that this is going to get us more Fantastic Four spin, so to speak, in terms of engagement, which is smart. Nobody does a rollout better than Marvel, as we learned today, again, because they dominate the, the initial uh, conversation on social media on the internet this morning when they did this. Most of the stuff with old information. You know, it wasn't like there was a bunch of new information other than the things we, we've talked about here uh, and then the new footage from the Eternals. And yet, even something like Fantastic Four being put in there, people were going crazy. It was just surprising to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of the Marvel not, in terms of Marvel finishing with Fantastic Four uh, in this teaser, I mean, look, they finished with Fantastic Four during Investor Day. They did. Um, I think it's clear that that's that this is what they're going with in terms of Phase Four. Everything we got on Investor Day was to highlight Phase Four, and they just was a reminder. These these were the movies uh, that were that we're going to get in phase four. Um, is there anything that wasn't, that we know is officially happening that we haven't, that hasn't officially been announced? Blade. Cap- Captain America four blade. Yeah. Deadpool. And Deadpool. Is there anything else? I mean, like not counting the mutants. Cause we, I mean, we think that's happening. We assume that's happening, but we don't, Yeah, we, we don't know what, when, we don't know how far. Yeah. We don't even know what, in what entity or, you know, if it's even called the mutants yet, you know, that was right. a working title that, uh, uh, whoever got that scoop, I guess it was the hashtag. So luminary. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was luminary. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think those are the main ones. And it's funny cause you know, we'll talk about the, you know, the, the, the Falcon and winter soldier crew later, but you know, Malcolm Spellman was like, there's so much stuff that they haven't even announced yet. I'm realizing I'm surprised by, I'm like, wait, what? Well, he, he, he said that they were confirmed projects that they just haven't announced. Yeah, I mean, I think about that, and I think about, like, I mean, look, if you're doing, they're doing, how many Disney Plus shows, and I know this has been a weird year, but, like, they've released, what, like, they release, they're releasing three this year? No, what, five? <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, WandaVision kind of went from end of last year to this year. Mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter. Well, Saturday. yeah, no, WandaVision started this year. It was January. Oh yeah, it started this year, and then yeah. you had and you were still supposed to be getting Hawkeye and Miss Marvel. Yeah, those are supposed to be this year. Five, and then we're also I mean we we're supposed to be getting a ton next year. She Hulk, Moon Knight, um, Armor Wars, Armor Iron, Wars, Iron Heart. They've already they've already they reported that that's supposed to be six one hour episodes like that's we're, we're supposed to get another four or five next year and so that's only the cover in the next two years this year and, and next year like if you're talking two years from now like they know what they know what shows are coming out three four years from now um yeah. and again we're talking at least and I, probably and six seven projects those are just disney plus yeah, and I say, I, and I think that when Spellman was talking, I don't think he was just—he was only talking about television show. I think he's talking about movies too. Oh, one hundred percent, he's talking yeah. about movies. Well, but like that's just to show you that there's so many, there's so many properties that we don't—we don't even—we haven't even scratched the surface. Now again, yeah. there's some stuff that's been you know put out there that we don't—we don't know. Again, 
X-Men stuff. We heard about like a Wolverine Disney Plus series and we heard about all these different Wakanda projects that could be coming out. Like there's stuff that, you know, has been rumored, but nothing, nothing close to anything confirmed um, or what any of the stuff is going to look like. Yeah, I mean, it, in terms of the them reminding people that Fantastic Four is coming out, I, I think that that's also a fascinating aspect to this. Um, I think they're doing a really good job right now of pairing the Fantastic Four with these other movies, just almost to remind yeah. them of that. No, like, where are making this? Like, yeah, yeah, it's Fantastic Four, but this is Marvel's Fantastic Four. Because... When that movie comes out, it's gonna be, there's gonna be a pushback from some people that maybe don't know or just like ah, but the last one stunk. Yeah, every other hey, every every Fantastic Four movie. Is yeah, it's trash. gonna be like the people that are like yeah, Justin Fields. I mean, every Ohio State quarterback stinks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like all right, guy. Uh, we'll see. But um, yeah, no, I mean, this is. I mean, I'm still. This is still the 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 phase four movie. Outside of uh, Spider-Man, outside of Doctor Strange, this is still the, the, the Phase 4 movie I want to see the most. Uh, the movie... I mean, look. Also, by the way, Spider-Man, in that, in that teaser, um, you know, was not during Disney Investor Day. It was not featured. That and is a good point. That is like a said, great point. I think there has been a shift in mm. the, the relationship between that, Sony and... Yeah, because I was going to say something, because, like, you know, when you, we were talking about in the context of Captain Marvel, you said, you know, maybe Spider-Man and the, the whatever's going on with them and Sony. And last week we did a story about Norman Osborn sharing deal happening. And, like, you know, to me, what I thought was with Fantastic Four getting that last billing, I kind of wondered if maybe they look at Fantastic Four as their faces moving forward now. And, and maybe that affects how they... They, they they move forward with what's the name? The reason why I thought about that was because with Spider Man, you know Tom Holland. If there's uh, two things he wants to keep letting people know about every time he talks about Spider Man No Way Home is one, it's the biggest solo movie ever done, and two, his contract is up. <laughs> right. He's going on vacation. He's he's he, Tom Holland sounds like Peter Parker in uh, Far From Home. Right. Like every time he talks, it's like I don't know. I just know I'm going on vacation. I'm I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> so right. it, it is. So that was the only thing that kind of paused me. I said, "Was well, Spider Man part of this?" Because like, well, whenever he talks, he talks as if he ain't gonna be Spider Man for a minute. Like he just want to go and live his life, which he's you know 100 percent earned. But yeah. uh, maybe he's playing coy. Maybe he's trying to talk about I ain't gonna be Spider Man that much, and then you know he's Spider Man's in every one of these darn things like i mean yeah it, it may be possible like we don't know anything until we see these movies it, there's still so much uncertainty moving forward but yeah i think that's a great point about spider-man even being mentioned in this marvel thing because that's never happened before not even yeah. just you know for this no way home situation where they've you know always avoided using spider-man you know as part of their rollouts they've never done it ever like, any time they do a rollout for Marvel Studios in the future, they always exclude Spider-Man. It always takes people like us or people who are doing this to say, a reminder to people that Spider-Man's in, mixed in there somewhere, too. He's not part of this because Disney doesn't include him in rollouts because it's, 
a Sony produced movie, um, or Sony owned movie, a Sony distributed movie, Marvel produced. Um, yeah, something has changed. That's let's keep it on. Something has changed. That is a huge deal too. I know the Marvel kind of Marvel. I still think is the biggest deal, but that is another also huge deal with this. Something's the, something's different with the Spider Man. The thing. Sony, the Sony thing is interesting. Again, I think the Sony Disney Plus deal. It was a Sony Netflix deal. I kind of I was concerned about because I'm like, this isn't good. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen now. Then they said, oh no, that's just for Spider Verse and Morbius. <laughs> Those other movies are going to Disney Plus, but I'm sure Netflix is like, wait, wait, what? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, We're not Netflix. Doing... Netflix, like, I didn't read the fine print. I guess <laughs> they're like, you're getting Spider Man. They're like, property. why are you getting Venom? And, and, and the fine print is that properties like Morbius and <laughs> into the Spider Verse. They just all uh, they getting Spider Man. They like, yo, cut that check, and they signed they yeah. signed the deal, yeah, yeah, no. not realizing what they got. The studio that brought you Spider Man. <laughs> um, so oh, man. it's tough because look, I think when I, when that deal happened, and I saw that Venom Two was with it was going to be on Disney Plus, going straight to Disney Plus. Venom Two is Venom is going to be in the MCU. I, I'm, yeah, yeah, it's a wrap. I agree with you on that. On some level, on some on some level, and I I heard one of these scoop guys just like I said in the beginning how one of these guys said that we were supposed to be getting getting something on uh, today involving Marvel. One of these guys said, and again, I don't remember. You read so many people, you're like, I don't even know who this is. But they, one of them said, if you thought that seeing Michael Keaton in the Morbius trailer was a shock or a surprise, just wait till you see the Venom 2 trailer. Wow. So I don't know what that means. But. Oh, buckle up, baby. That's what that means. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because this it's about to get crazy, and I think that's what the anticipation and the anxiety that fans have is 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 that I think that we all anticipate something large is looming, but given of course the pandemic, it just has put everything in a, in a pause spot. I and mean, even uh, though we've gotten something with Wandavision and, and uh, you know Falcon and Winter Soldier, there was this hope that maybe some of these big drops would begin with those projects, and um, they didn't happen though. There was one big uh, cameo that was supposed to happen in WandaVision. I think that's a great segue to talk about that one. So uh, in an interview with Rolling Stone, Kevin Feige detailed the decision behind deciding to leave out Doctor Strange in WandaVision. He revealed that the plan was to originally include him in the show's finale and that, in fact, the commercials that we saw playing throughout the series were supposed to be messages from Doctor Strange trying to break through Wanda in the whole Hex uh, situation. But Feige said the late switch was made after deciding, quote, we didn't want the end of the show to be commoditized to go to the next movie. Here's the white guy. Let me show you how you how the uh, how power works. So. So when I, when I first saw the, the headline that, you know, fight, they pulled Doctor Strange, I said, this has got to be COVID related. because Otherwise, that was a terrible decision. That was just my right, initial right. That was my initial gut reaction, not even hearing what he said. I'll be honest, maybe I should have did more research and actually heard what he said before I just jumped out. But I just tweeted it out. I was like, I don't know why you would do this, but if it's not COVID-related, I don't get it. I hear what he's saying here. And look, I appreciate the sentiment because the sentiment, the sentiment is true. Like, if they decided to have Dr. Strange come in and be like, hey, let me tell you how it's done, kid. 
it does kind of minimize Wanda as this person that can't do anything unless some old white guy comes in and, 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 and talks to her about it. And there's that white male savior complex that comes in here that is a thing. I appreciate that that was thought about. I think that that is important. I also feel like they still probably made a mistake. To me, WandaVision was so great that, for one, I think that an element to the show that was maybe one of the most intriguing elements of the show, the commercials, now kind of just didn't make any sense. Um, when we look at it in hindsight, they're just really, they're, like, I don't know if they've ever explained what the deal was with them. They make more sense with this context, and that's just that was a that was just a you know we talked about this show feeling like there were loose ends, and that was a, a loose end that never got tied up. Yeah. And the fact that the tie-in was as big as it was, and that they didn't capitalize on it, uh, I don't think that that was good. I would have preferred they took them out of the show. To be honest, I don't. Yeah, know. it's kind of weird that they're even still in there. Yeah, like to me, like they're they're well done. Like they're just like eight. Yeah, they're well done. They're very well acted and well produced, and it looks cool every time you see it. But now it's like it's just a waste. It's just like for what? What? Like this? It's just it's like a nice Easter egg that doesn't mean anything now. Um, and I think that there was a way to do things that I think there's a way to do things that we can avoid some of these obvious tropes. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that there are tropes out there that you got to try to be careful of, but you know. We also watch these shows to have the big moments, to have the big reveals in terms of Marvel events. You know what I'm saying? And the the idea that you didn't want to do that, you didn't want to deliver that to the fans. And when you now look in hindsight that the fans were desperately needing it, desperately needing it. I, I just I just don't know if that was the right call. Like, I get what he was saying. I get that not having Doctor Strange come in and kind of take over the show. Uh, no, the way we feel about Wanda today is different. Like, I don't think that would have been the same had Benedict Cumberbatch comes in. Like, Wanda is the best MFR on the planet right now, and we feel a way about her because they let her ride the whole thing out, for better or for worse. You know, putting her over in that way may be better for the long haul and was certainly better for this individual, this individual, I don't know if it was for the best interest of Marvel, though. And I think that that was a, a mistake, because if you're trying to get people to say you have to watch these Disney Plus shows, that would have made them do it. The fact that they didn't do that, I'm like, I don't understand that. Like, the shows have been great, and people are watching them. But, yeah, Doctor Strange showed up in this show. That tells me, yeah, I cannot miss these shows. I gotta show up. You know? So, I don't know. I, I get what he's saying. I love the sensitivity to that thought process, I just thought that this wasn't the time to insert that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is uh this was a massive, massive mistake, I think, from Kevin Feige. And I think this was him this was one of the few times, one of the first times, um and I mean ultimately it's a lot of it just just stems back to the end of Wild Division in general. Like that was one of the one of, that was kind of a blunder. But and this is him, you know, his explanation <laughs> acknowledging, you know, or me acknowledging that the explanation was a blunder. But um, to me, 
like this is one of the few times where I look at Kevin Feige and I say, you know, he didn't have the pulse of the fan base, you know, and great point. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not an easy thing to master. I mean, Lucasfilm and Star Wars set a terrible time with managing that. Um, you know, I think Dave Filoni and John Favreau with The Mandalorian and Dave Filoni with his animated stuff have done a great job of that. They again, they you know, they clearly have the pulse of the fan base. This is something Mishmar brought up plenty of time, but and I've talked about it on this on this show multiple times that I thought Kevin Feige had a similar touch, had a similar feel for what the fans. Yeah, who was, who, yeah, who was the actor? Was it Ben Affleck or someone who said that there's any person I, someone told I, me that that the fans want this, I would 100% believe them without yeah. questioning them for one second. It was Affleck, right? Feige. Yeah, yeah, Affleck said that about Feige. Right. And I believed him. I was like, yeah. I, yeah, I, we both, we all agreed when we talked about that on the show. Um, This, I, I like, I look, I don't know Kevin Feige. I don't know, I don't know him enough to really say this, but... I almost want to say this doesn't sound like his own opinion. Mm. I like, I almost wonder if he had conversations with people and like they gave him the other side and he was like, you know what? You're right. Given where we're at as a country, this is where we at. This is the, this is, this would not be a great look. And he, again, like you said, like in a lot of respects, he's probably right. Yeah. But, yeah, the think pieces would have been written, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I yeah, exactly. I I feel like again, I think there is a way you can go about it where it doesn't feel like that at all. And look, ultimately, I have to ask the question. I mean, look, I haven't seen Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, but is that is that not what the movie's gonna be like? You know, like that's what I thought. Right. The movie yeah. Be, was her being mentored by Doctor Strange? So I'm like, I mean. We're gonna get it at some point anyway. I mean, maybe it doesn't. I guess for him, I guess for him, maybe the idea is this shouldn't be happening in Wanda's show, which is fair. Which is is a fair fair point. Me and you both agree with that. It is a very fair point. That that's fair. Um, I think the way you go about it is, I think that that post credit scene that we got should have one hundred percent included Doctor Strange. Totally Uh, agree. And 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 once you do that, like doesn't to me like it doesn't affect the show and if you if you feel like a post credit scene like it ruins the show then I, I don't know how to help you you know like yeah. i don't know i mean don't watch the post credit scene and, and it'll be better but um like to me like have a post credit scene i don't even need dr strange coming in and saving the day like luke skywalker did in the mandalorian yeah because yeah. look i haven't heard a star wars fan come up with this complaint but i mean if, you, if you're a super you know, Din Djarin fan, super fan of Pedro Pascal's Mando character, you're probably like, look, Luke Skywalker comes in in Mando's show and, and, and saves the day. I'm supposed to be happy about that? Right. As a Star Wars fan, I'm like, yes! Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So again, I, and, and again, I don't need Doctor Strange to do that. I wouldn't have been, I, I wouldn't have lost my mind over because it's Doctor Strange, but at the very least, a post credit scene with Doctor Strange. That was all we were asking for. That yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think it's surprising that they were even going to go further. Uh, not surprising, but it's it's telling that they were willing to go further than that. That that was the original plan to go much further than just a post credit scene. Yeah, I mean, look, early on in the early Wandavision days, we were talking about 
oh yeah, the finale. Oh, absolutely, we'll probably have Doctor Strange. We might get a Doctor Strange, you know, tease leading into episode in the in the penultimate episode. Um, and we didn't get any of. I mean, that was a shock. If you would have told me that um, at the beginning of WandaVision, no, Doctor Strange isn't in this. Oh, so uh, wait, so Magneto's in it, right? No, no, Magneto's not in it. So is there an allusion to Magneto or Doctor Strange? Yeah. Uh, not nope. really. I mean, they, they they mentioned the Sorcerer Supreme once, right? Uh, but has <laughs> no 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 specific connection to to, to to Stephen Strange, um, or anything. So, yeah, that was that was a little bit surprising. Um, and I agree. Uh, that to to me, like replacing that with Ralph Boner just didn't work. You know, <laughs> and I mean, no, that's not, come on, not what yeah. they replaced that with, but like. Right. You know, just the, the I idea think to me it's almost like it's almost like an additional it's like an insult to injury to realize that we got Ralph Boner, but that we almost had Doctor Strange. It's like yeah. maybe I could have lived with the Ralph Boner thing a little bit had we got Doctor Strange. You know what I'm saying? Like again, yeah, and that that goes back to what you're saying about like Feige not having the pulse of the fans on this thing. I mean yeah. I think it's I think it's one hundred percent fair. You know, and I know that you know, Feige is uh, in some ways a golden boy, and look, like, we give Feige a ton of credit on the show. We're not haters on any sense, trust and imagination. Um, to me, he's a, he may be the greatest movie producer ever. I think that there's literally an argument for that. Yes, but, he's certainly on his way. Yeah, so his career is far from over. Yeah, exactly. He's still going, so that tells you all you need to know. But for where we are and what he did with this, and then you see. What happened in WandaVision, again, WandaVision is a weird show where, like, you have all these people. I don't think anyone thinks it was bad. Like, everyone loved the show. But then you have all these people who are just like, yeah, but, man, it was so disappointing how we didn't get all this other stuff. And they certainly seemed to tease it or allude to it, something that they did on purpose, something that they said. Like, I almost wonder if some of these people were talking, knowing, thinking that Doctor Strange was in the show. <laughs> like, oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of you who maybe weren't, like, completely involved with the show. Thing that, oh, yeah, man, I heard Dr. Strange in it. And then they come out and they're like, yo, what happened? I thought you heard said all this crazy stuff was going to happen. They were like, I don't know. What I was told was that he was in it. He probably was. <laughs> you know, like, so, yeah, I think for this 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 instance, I think this was a, a point where Kevin might may not have realized what the fans want. And I think that, you know, it goes back to we talked about it a little bit before uh, we got on the air today. And we'll talk about it. Maybe it'll be a good segue to the next topic. But when I saw, you know, Malcolm Spellman talking about, how there actually were conversations about what to do with Spider-Man in um, Cat- Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because, as we've pointed out, and as many people have pointed out, the, sh- the, the whole situation at the end takes place in New York City, and Spider-Man is the protector for New York City. So you're like, what the heck? <laughs> is a terrorist attack happening and all this stuff's going on? And he's just, what is he, asleep? Is he, is he on vacation? Is this, you know, where, when does this take place? Is he in Europe at this point in time? Uh, there, there's no answer. And, you know, he says that he actually wanted to include a Spider-Man uh, cameo in the show and that Feige told him, quote, no way. <laughs> that that was not going to happen. He says, Feige, tell, Feige tells you, no, stop it. Listen, when you your first show, uh, when you first show up to these projects, in your mind, you think you're going to get to use everybody in MCU. But Marvel always asks, does this person belong in this story? You cannot just geek out and put all of our characters in your project because you like them. They have to occur organically. So Spider-Man didn't make it. I mean, you know, being in New York, you know, I mean, organic. I'm I don't telling know you, man, sense. like, like. 
I think the, I think I think this I think this is a fair to ask the question of is there a part of Kevin where if it's not his idea and the way he sees something is he way less inclined to maybe see the value in it because we talked about it with no agents of shield people in Endgame or Infinity War, no Netflix people in Endgame or Infinity War, no no Netflix people in any of these movies since they were doing them. When, in the, in the you know, when he says Marvel, he's talking about Kevin Feige. Um, you know, Spellman saying, you know, they asked, does this person belong, or are you just putting them in there because you like them? I feel like that's like a version of what we kind of heard from Feige when he's talked about these characters. Um, whether it be Feige, whether it be even the Russos, when they've been asked about what they were going to do with their movies, like I think there are there were organic ways to insert some of these other characters that people have loved and admired, and they've wanted to see play out in a bigger way. But we've seen that now. We see for sure Feige has a very very long endgame, no pun intended, for where he sees everything going. And I'm wondering if it's one of those deals where he's he's way less inclined to sign on to something or do something if it's not something completely within his vision. Uh, this is something I wonder. This is maybe different because yeah, I mean, well, this, you know, it appears he was on board for this and then he, he changed. But when I hear about this and I hear about Spider Man, again, all the, all the with uh, with um, with with uh, with WandaVision. But we had characters in WandaVision that we thought we would get that we didn't get. And then um, again, we get we get something stupid like evan peters being ralph boner and like boner. kevin Feige sign on you sign off on that that made sense to you yeah yeah like, how did that seem organic <laughs> but again like you said i mean I'm, he was probably like, oh this is this is gonna be funny people right. are gonna love this i'm like all right great idea kev <laughs> you know but look i mean i feel like this is a situation where i think feige we were talking about you know is he the greatest movie producer of all time and you know again you know <laughs> look at the stats you know <laughs> there are a lot of metrics check his check his resume <laughs> yeah check his resume there are a lot of metrics and stuff that suggest he is but i mean you mentioned it last week chloe Zhao is the first academy award winning director to direct a marvel movie and yeah. marvel's been a hot commodity now for the last five six years in hollywood so, how does how does that happen? We have all these actors that want to be in these Marvel movies, but no directors. Yeah, and it's, what's funny is Zhao won it. She she won the Oscar after signing onto the contract. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, nah, she wasn't. She wasn't like she was a household name, right? No, she wasn't an Oscar winner that signed on to do Marvel. Yeah, yeah, man, that just she happened. Wanted, she she was fine with doing Black Widow, you know. Yeah. So, like. It, it does make you wonder, you know, we've had these, these conversations before about Kevin Feige where it's like, you know, and about Marvel movies in general where it's like, look, I mean, you know, you wanted to give the directors a lot of credit, but some of this is kind of, you know, you just kind of driving the bus and don't mess it up. Um, and how much creative vision that that is on, like, the good side in terms of, like, these movies all typically end up being good. But, you know, on the flip side, how much creative vision do these guys get? You know, and yeah. when I think about these directors and these writers um, and these producers. So 
that's that, that that those are those are the two ways of looking at it. And you know, I, this is an example. And look, I'm sure Spellman had a, had a, a great time with uh, with, with Falcon Winter Soldier. He's going to be doing Captain America four. You know, of course, you have situations where you'll have a guy like uh, Edgar Wright where it didn't work out. <laughs> and he, mm-hmm. you left Ant Man, and that that's long been talked about. I'm sure Feige's tired of hearing about that, but right. that was a situation where it didn't work out with a with a probably one of the bigger name directors that Marvel was going to have worked with at the time, um, and that fell through. So yeah, this is uh, that that's that's if you're look, uh, looking for a kind of a, a weak a weak part of Feige's resume, that's it. You know, it's giving these guys some creative license to to make things. To make these movies how they want to do it, and I get it. Like when you're running a shared universe like that, you can't have a million directors. Yeah, you and 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 when you, you end up like what DC has. Which yeah, and we had a whole lot high. of success too. Yeah, and he's had a whole lot of success, so it's not, you know, it's like he's like it's, it's it's like Belichick, where it's like, oh yeah, I mean, guys don't like playing for Belichick. They, they, he's you know he's kind of draconian, and it's like yeah, I mean, he's draconian. Got of, he's got Super Bowl <laughs> rings on both fingers, so yeah, but he, both but hands. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it goes both ways. Um, yeah. So yeah, it, that is an interesting that is an interesting way to look at uh, the situation with Feige. Um, one story that also came out this week that I thought was interesting was speaking of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh, the director for the series, Carly uh, Skullgod, saying that there were talks about whether or not they should do Isaiah Bradley uh, flashbacks, but that she was staunch against them and that she never seriously considered them. She said, quote, it's always going to be a modern day uh, retelling because I think you want to see the man telling the story, uh, how it affected him to flashback is a cinematic paradigm that we're all used to, but it takes you out of the emotion of the person. She uh, later, um, you know, continued to say, in this case, that compelling story had to be told by him. And we had to see the effects on him because I just I think just to to flash back and see it would have just been another series of images, not that might not have had the same impact as the heartfelt storytelling. I know Kendall, you feel strongly about this. You know how I felt about it. I, I mean, I agree with everything she's saying. I think that she's on the money with this. I think that in terms of what, like, if that was her reasoning, I agree. I think that 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 was that was the right call. Like I, I I've been on the record. I, I didn't think we needed a cameo, at least very at least not in this show. I think if you want to do something with Isaiah Bradley in the future, I think you definitely can. But I think there's something to um, the seeing the portrayal of uh, Carl Lumbly's Isaiah Bradley character go through and speak about the struggles he went through, the pain he goes, the painful experience of just even thinking back on it. I think his acting is so strong and they present such powerful emotions in themselves. I do feel like Carl's portrayal, excuse me, Carl's performance becomes uh, irrelevant if you have flashbacks. Like, I don't think you, it doesn't matter. You could have anybody in that role telling you things were bad. And then, you know, you just show how bad things were. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, that's pretty bad. I think Carl's performance comes through so strong because you only have his voice telling you it was so terrible. So I like, I agree with what she's saying. But I know you've been very much on the, fen- on the, on the side of there should have been 
flashbacks for this show. So what do you make of this explanation? Um, it's an interesting way of looking at it. And, it, you know, again, it's something that you, you, you've said. And, um, you know, I have respect. I have respect for um, what they were able to accomplish on the Falcon Winter Soldier. So it was a great show. So I, you know, like this is this is more of a, a minor nitpick than a bashing of, of of the direction that they decided to go with in that in this show. Mm-hmm. But to me, it and, and I'm glad that they that they that they asked the question because it feels like something where I'm like, I mean, look at my image. Am I am I missing something here? Am I am I am I crazy? Like you know, with yeah. where where you know would it, would that not have been something that interested people? And I'm I'm glad that it's something that they took into consideration. But for me, I think that I hear what they, what what you guys are saying. I hear I hear what you what you're saying. I hear what she's saying. Um, I think that is. Not a cop out, but I feel like that's, you know, just a very, it's a safe, it's a safe, it feels like a safe approach. Um, Carl Lumbly did a, did an excellent job, so it's hard for me to it's hard for me to to knock what we ended up getting. Um, but I mean, it, it the it's like the adage that we get along that that we get a lot of the time. Uh, when it comes to a lot of times, we get it a lot when it comes to television, movies, but you get it in a lot of a lot of different industries. Uh, show don't tell, and mm-hmm. while Carl Lumbly did an excellent job of, you know, it, he's laying, he's almost telling he's almost telling by showing in a weird way, right? Or showing like, by telling, yeah, right? Yeah, sorry, yeah, exactly yeah. because of, because of his. His anger, his sadness through his portrayal of telling the story is almost yeah. showing you how bad it was. Yeah. Um, I just, to me, I mentioned this in our in one of our YouTube videos, but I just think back to Watchmen. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think back to the, the, the William Reeves character that we got mm-hmm. in Watchmen. And, like... What they were able to perform now again, that was a that was, I mean, it was what, an eight, nine episode show. They were eight, I feel like it was eight episodes, and they took, um, they took one whole episode <laughs> dedicated to one character who wasn't really a main character, which is quite bold and brazen. Um, but you know, it was at the same time, it was a little bit longer than Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but they took an episode. And dedicated it, and I didn't even I don't even need an episode. I could have just had you know a couple scenes, but seeing that episode with his character, it was so much more effective than had they decided to only illustrate it through him telling the story. Um, I feel like look again, both both characters both actors um did a great job you know whether you're talking about the william reese character or you're talking about the isaiah bradley character um and it shows you you can go about it either way and it still be a, it still it still be successful but i think there was a little bit of a missed opportunity especially when you're talking about marvel and you're talking about illustrating 
like who this guy was. I feel like there are like there's a lot of there still is just so much like not gray area, but there's a lot of I don't I, you know I don't know what any of this looks like. You know, and maybe that's it's like the person who needs everything explained. Like there are some people, I don't know, there's some people that 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 need they need to see things happen, you know, rather than you right. know have to piece everything you know together in their brain. And look, I think that I don't know if budget comes into play. Like there's other obviously movie yeah. making actresses and television making actresses that that come into play. And if they're saying to themselves, look, if we want to, you know, unless we want to tighten up the budget, we might as well, uh, you know, just have Isaiah Bradley tell the story and then showing it. We don't we have limited time, limited budget. Um, doesn't make yeah. sense to have this entirely random set piece. Um, something completely different. And I get that. Like, especially again, when there's value in just telling the story uh, and relying on Carl Lumley's uh, portrayal. But man, it just feels like they left a lot of meat on the bone when it comes to the character, when it comes to the, 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 the what happened. You know, I feel like it, I didn't need everything. Like you, I didn't need like everything they showed me, everything that you told me to be shown and played out. But a scene, you could have had a scene of him as maybe not Captain America because they didn't they didn't determine that he was Captain America, but as the super soldier in the military, you know, doing the right. good. Or you could have had him in a prison and you didn't know what was going on. Like I don't know, but they decided not to do anything and. I mean, I know it wasn't his show, but again, I think about a show like Watchmen, and there's plenty of shows. Right? Watchmen's the obvious example, but like Watchmen isn't a show about William Reeves at all. Like, he is really, really similar to the Isaiah Bradley character in his importance and his, you know, you know, billing in the show. I think the only um, difference, though, is that not to get too in the weeds of Watchmen, but I think that, you know, he is. He is connected to a conspiracy in that he he knows there's a conspiracy. So it, like, while the show isn't about him, he is instrumental right, to it in its public in its you know in its uh, current time. Isaiah yeah. isn't like he like they don't need Isaiah to stop to smell the flag smashers or to find out who the power broker is. He's more instrumental in Sam's journey and deciding whether or not it's for him. To take on the mantle of Captain America, which is important, but it's not. It's, I mean, it's it's the whole point of the show, you could argue, but it's not right. important necessarily to the conflict of the violent conflict, the physical conflict that's that's at hand. Right, right. He could have been the Falcon and stopped, you know, the Flag Smashers. That 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 that's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously again there's similarities between these characters and I I just I look at what they did in Watchmen um, where they took a character again who like you said a little probably you know a little bit more central to the to the main plot than Isaiah Bradley but wasn't one of the wasn't one of the five main characters of the series I would say um, and you take you take that character and you devote a whole episode of flashbacks and you not only do you devote a whole episode of flashbacks, but then you do the what they did with the 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 hero, the American hero story, <laughs> you know, spoof that they did throughout the show that also yeah. was mostly just related to his story. Um, like clearly, they they were invested in in developing that character, despite the fact that he was 
wasn't a top five build character on the show. Like, I feel like that could have been done for Isaiah Bradley, where, look, I know this is a fucking Winter Soldier show. And again, you won't, you may not get it, like, initially, or you may not, you know, or like, again, I think I, I, I talked about it in one of the first times we, we watched, or one of the first times we talked about it, but I think about the X Men movies, how the, the first X Men movies, it's an X Men movie, but they start you out in Auschwitz. Like, you don't know what, you know, what's going on. I mean, you know if you know. But if you don't know, right, you're like, right, why yeah. we start out in Auschwitz? Right. And you, have, you see this kid, you know, like, using these magnetic powers, and you still may not know if you don't know what's going right. on. And they don't explicitly connect you to that moment. If, if you don't, if, if, as a kid, I was like, I kind of don't get these random teams. I, I don't know what this was. But, like, and Magneto obviously is the main villain. But, like, he's not mm-hmm. one of the X-Men. You know, they didn't yeah. start out showing Professor X or showing Wolverine or showing Cyclops. So, and the movie isn't about, the X-Men movie isn't about Magneto, Magneto's time in uh, Nazi Germany. I mean, no, but it know. does, but it does yeah, it, enlighten it you to his, his, it enlightens you to his motivation. Right. What, yeah, what makes him motivation to who he adds is. a layer to his character that um, is necessary. You could have, again, you could have just said, you could have just had a moment where he just broke down what happened, and you get it, and you're all like, I get it. But, you know, and then, yeah, you could go both ways, but... No yeah, then I could, could, I, could, I could argue we don't have... Like, I mean, look, man, Sir Ian McClellan is this killer in that movie. He does have some lines. But, I mean, I mean, he's he's not trying to do what Carl Lumley's trying to accomplish as an actor, like, in those scenes where he's talking about, you know, Auschwitz and the Holocaust. And, like, you know, they're not in the same frequency, they're not in the same volume, but he's not no, trying to they're not, the same but thing. I think that they, like, I'm saying, like, they could have done that. Like, yeah. they could have, like, well, let's eliminate the Auschwitz thing. Let's just have him deliver two or three scenes in the movie breaking down what happened. And, you know, and, and again, I guess in theory you can go both ways, but... Those Auschwitz X Men scenes, or you know the the scenes in X Men First Class, that was a little different. That is a Magneto movie, but like right. those those are excellent scenes. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's that, and that's why you know, I love these. Yeah, I mean that's why and, I love and these. And ultimately, also selfishly, I just wanted to see Isaiah Bradley. You know, like that is that's the main reason. Like again, you didn't. It was excellent regardless. The Isaiah Bradley stuff was excellent. The show was excellent. So again, it's a minor thing, but to me, it feels like a missed opportunity because, you know, we have a major, you know, potentially major kind of Marvel thing that they just left completely, you know, to just a couple of, couple of, couple of scenes, a couple of really good scenes, but a couple of scenes. And now I feel like they kind of feel like they've resolved it. And it's like, man, not even, not, not even a, a look into that. Again, it's not, may not be the end, in terms of them, but in terms of them wanting to, to broach that, but I feel like these comments suggest that they don't have any interest in showing that, that they don't see any value in that. Which, well, at uh, least Carly doesn't. I mean, to be fair, they could do something in the future where that doesn't involve her, but yeah, you know. But then again, then again, it goes back to I mean, look, Kevin Feige, if Kevin Feige really wanted <laughs> the right. Bradley flashbacks, that would have been that would have been in the negotiation, the negotiating process. Right. <laughs> this was. This is this is what's gonna be in it, you know. You how do you how do you plan on going about this? So, 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I you know I, I see your point. You know, I again I scream missed opportunity. Um, it, it, ultimately, I think with the time constraint budget thing, that's not what they're that's not where they're going with. Um, and maybe not because, like you said, you you see valid. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I I don't agree. I mean, I I think that what she's saying makes total sense. I think, right. and I and I can see from an art, I can even see it from a director standpoint, feeling like this is more impactful. And again, I'd argue she's right. I, I right. again, that's me. I don't, I don't, I did not need the, the flashback. They would have been cool. They would have been fun. Or maybe not fun, but they would have been you know <laughs> great. Like they 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 could have been great. I just know that whenever Carl delivers those lines about the pain he went through, how it makes him feel today, they stick with you. Like like this, it's all I got. So all I can think about is that pain. And then when he goes back into that museum and see that he's immortalized with the statue and the emotion he has there, it's just like, though again, those moments stick with you. I don't have this thing of, well, uh, I don't know what, you know, I don't, I don't know what he went through, but I know it was bad. Like I, I, I well, I'd rather, I do know, I don't know exactly what happened in terms of seeing it, but his portrayal, I know it was very painful, you know? So, those moments I just think hit harder than if I just see some other guy who's not Carl Lumbly who is fighting and dealing with stuff. Like, it would have been bad. It would have been sad to see. But I almost feel like, you know, so many times when we talk about these freedom fighters, these civil rights activists, and they tell their stories, like, I mean, like, most of the time we don't, we don't have anything to see. You know, maybe we'll have a picture, but we almost never have footage, you know. Whenever I sit down and talk to an old folk somewhere or they tell me about their times, like it's just me just listening to them. And I gotta I gotta pick up what happened through their energy, how they feel about it. So to me, those sit downs with Isaiah, like they remind me of like whenever I would sit down and talk to my grandfather or talk to any old person when they talk about like what they've been through and what things were like. Like and in some ways that felt more authentic than seeing a highlight reel of Isaiah Bradley. You know, it's a, it's a one of those, it's one thing I love about these conversations we have on this podcast. Cause to me, it's like, it's so much a beauty in the eye of the beholder thing. Because everything I think Kendall's saying makes sense too. Um, I don't see it, in, I, I see it differently because I see how this impacted me. But it's just how people take things are going to be different, you know? Um, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating, it was a fascinating decision and I'm really happy that Carly laid it out in this way. Oh, Carrie, sorry, laid it out in this way because I think it 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 really now kind of leads us, the viewer again, the person who consumed the art to be like, okay, well, with that information, what do we think of that? You know, it's a uh, it's very compelling stuff. Before we get out of here, last uh, bit of news we got that uh Stargirl renewed for season two. I mean season three rather, sorry. Season two has not even come out yet. It comes out this summer, but season three already renewed. What uh, you surprised by that, Kendall? By the early renewal? Um, look, I want to say this means that season two is going to be like awesome, but mm-hmm. and then I think back to uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi when they announced Ryan Johnson was getting a trilogy of movies mm. before the last before the Last Jedi came out. I mean, Shamari were on here running victory laps, saying the Last Jedi was going to be like Empire Strikes Back. And it was so 
Uh, and we, you know, we're like five, six years later, and still no uh, Ryan Johnson trilogy. And it's like, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, again, I want to, want to call our shot and say that this means Star Wars is going to be great, but you don't really know. But I mean, Star Wars season one was really good. So that's it's exciting. Um, you know, we've heard a little bit about season two, uh, haven't, haven't been as locked in. Um, there's so many shows. So it's like, you know, and now because of all the Disney Plus stuff, uh, HBO Max stuff, like shows like Star Wars, it kind of swallowed up in terms of their, uh, you know, this is, this this upcoming season is the first season on CW. Yes. The renewal is a season three on CW. Is it going to be simulcast or is it just exclusively on CW? I think it's just on CW. Man. We're going to have to use that stupid app. Uh, oh, <laughs> DVR, no ba- baby. Yeah, man, that's that's not reliable, man. I mean, well, yeah, I don't know if, if it's coming on during the summer, it'll be pretty a lot reliable. But you know, during the NBA and NFL season, particularly the NBA season, that's not reliable at all. But <laughs> regardless, um, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be uh, should be a good season. I'm still waiting. Well, I don't even know if I should wait. Uh, I'm still hoping we get Alan Scott or some version of Green Lantern, but. Yeah, but I don't know. They're doing a Green Lantern show. They just casted Guy Gardner. I don't know if we're gonna get any Green Lantern on this show. They have his. They have Green Lantern Lantern. So it's yeah, not I, like I think I think we will. That's they're, not like they're, they're not completely ignoring Alan Scott, but it, that's to me is still just. I mean, he's obviously the most high profile. You know, besides Jay Garrick, who I believe there's rumors that that John Wesley Ship or not even my name be rumors might be confirmed that John Wesley Ship's supposed to be coming back. I believe uh, I believe that was confirmed. Yeah. Yeah, which that is cool. But um yeah, I mean Green Lantern besides Jay Garrick, or at least along with Jay Garrick, is the most high profile member of the JSA. So Because he's Green Lantern. <laughs> so right. so that's gonna be uh that's a that's a major omission. Somebody they haven't they haven't completely ignored. Uh but again we're we're getting a Green Lantern show. So you think we're gonna get a Green Lantern at some point? Yeah. I think we will. Some version. Think, you think it'll yeah, be and a- I think and I think considering that there's a Green Lantern show, it tells me that they're willing to play ball with Green Lantern. I think that they'll 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 throw a right. bone here. So you think that you think that it'll be like a new like a, a series regular like New Age Green Lantern, or you think it'll be the original Green Lantern coming back? Oh no, I think it'll be a, the original somehow. You think you think it might be Alan Scott, or it could be Alan yeah, Alan exactly. Scott. Yeah, wow. Alan Scott or someone. Yeah, most likely Alan Scott. And then whoever we see in the other show will be like a different Alan Scott. But I think that there's a chance that they'll do the original Alan Scott in this show. I was hoping that they would have another someone up the mantle. Like, yeah, like was, I mean, a, would be, they're not I like if uh, what's the name? Um, uh, Kyle Rayner becomes you know right. Yeah, some kid named Kyle Rayner is a kid in the, in the neighborhood. He becomes Green Lantern. I just think that they've gone like I. I I love Stargirl season one. Like I'm just I have almost no real major complaints about it. Um, and I like that even the kids becoming the people. I thought that that was a, a, a neat thing. It could have been very gimmicky, and it didn't feel that way. I, I think if you start doing more of that, it becomes a little too much. I think they pushed the envelope as much as they could with kids from this little town in Nebraska becoming superheroes. And I know people from the, the Midwest of Nebraska. I don't mean it as a just that it could have happened oh, in New York City. It would have been. It would have been. It would been. It would have been gimmicky. I don't care where it was. I'm just saying. Fifteen college football programs of all time. 
<laughs> That's an inside joke. Uh, <laughs> there. Um, but Bush no, was worse last week. <laughs> but no, I mean, like to me, like it's uh, it's 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 not about Nebraska. Per se. It's just it could have been again. It could have been New York City or Miami. I'm saying that the idea that people within this radius are now the most powerful superheroes in the world. I I don't I, I never like that idea. I just think it's it doesn't make sense. It's not believable, though. I guess in theory, none of this stuff is believable. But um, so yeah, I don't know if I want that. I think I prefer an older person be um, uh, be Green Lantern, just like we have, you know, Shining Knight in the show. Like I think that that's kind of how I see it. Right. Yeah, I think that's probably what we'll end up getting as well. Uh, it just yeah, it seems it just seems too hard to believe that they're going to introduce a new kid as Green Lantern. I also feel like that kid's going to be too powerful. Yeah, that that's a. You know what I mean, I mean, you know, it's different from getting some a pair of goggles and <laughs> to right. be, you know, the Green Lantern. Like that's, you know, that, that's a whole different kind of set of power. I don't know if we yeah. get some. Like just like they're not going to do the Flash. They're not going to make some kid the Flash. Like and with the Green Lantern, there there's the idea that you know it's kind of like Thor's hammer, where like you got to be worthy. Like right, where's a kid somewhere? Is it going to be someone who's you know doesn't have fear? Like I, I don't. That that doesn't sound right. I don't see the ring choosing a you know a fifteen year old, which is what would happen because that's how old Stargirl and all these kids are. Shout out yeah. to Star, shout out to Stargirl, man. Um, again, really good season one. Looking forward to seeing how they do season two. Um, it's on CW. Hopefully that doesn't make it terrible. <laughs> it still remains high quality because uh, I enjoyed that guy season. One. I think a lot of people who watched it uh, would have enjoyed it. And that's going to do it, though, for this edition of New Generation Hero Talks. I want to thank you guys for checking us out. Of course, you can catch all of our shows on New Generation Podcast Network. We're on Apple Pod- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also, be sure to check us on YouTube, New Generation Media. We talked a lot about Falcon and Winter Soldier today. If you have not already, check out our uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier episode recaps. If you're watching the show and you want to get our commentary, our more expansive commentary on each episode, they're all up there. Again, again, you can find that New Generation Media on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast, and Facebook, New Generation Media. You can follow me individually on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, Instagram, Action EJ. Kendall can be found on Twitter at New Gen Ken. Once again, Shamari not here this week, but we'll have him uh, hopefully next week, and, and then we'll have the whole bang, gang back together, and it'll be, a, it'll be a blast as always. So, Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Once again, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.